You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bond. My name is Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. Think about like with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, you know, it was clear to me that he was going to be killed in prison. There was no surprise there. But you think about all of these women who were trafficked, as you said, they're not naming names because they know it isn't even necessarily that they'll die. Someone close to them will die. Um, You know, I've been reading about the Franklin scandal and all those children who were trafficked in the Girls and Boys Club in Nebraska. And the boys had family members who were killed and they recanted their stories. And the girl, I guess she didn't have any family for them to harm. So um, she never recanted her story and they sent her to prison for 27 years for perjury. Now, nobody can, how could she perjure herself? You know, she says this happened to her. There's nobody who can say it didn't happen to her. So yes, there is great punishment to people who want to talk what they have suffered. And as we see with the Epstein case, very few of these women are coming forward to name names. Right. Well, they, I mean, obviously it's very clear your life is at risk if you choose to do this. And one of the things that was one of the many, many sort of uh, acts of evil genius, <laughs> I believe, was was this idea of the false memory syndrome mm-hmm. that was introduced just as all of these women, just as everyone was starting to come out and talk about the specifics, and there was a, and it, there wasn't just one person. These stories again and again, repetition of details, repetition of the exact same thing. There is something that exists that, um, and, and this is what I've been able to sort of gain and gather, that, that there was this very, very strong satanic um, cult life that has existed since slavery. And one of the things that was done within this cult is that um, 
it was a boon or a benefit to sacrifice one's own child. So that, because that was the ultimate sacrifice. So that during slavery, very often um, the masters would rape someone, use and sacrifice, yeah, and sacrifice the black child. Build their power. So, you know, yeah. Now I have sought and, you know, and these are, I have spoken specifically with people who have shared this information with me. There, uh, there's so much more I want to learn. I'm, I'm going to say something radical. Um, I've always felt this from okay. my childhood that if there is a devil, it's God's devil. Mm-hmm. I do think that the quality of the divine um, is neutral and it manifests in all things. Um, so I think that when people start trying to make something satanic, it's a way of putting a judgment on something. I think your point of power is very critical. People want power and they use, um, various ancient rituals, um, as ways of building power. And there's much talk in the magic and manifestation community about the use of bodily fluids and sacrificing and violence and sex as a way of building power. So let's get to um, an event that happened, I think, was it September 11th? Was that the day that um, we, I was present on a Zoom call in our my writing class with you and um, you were at the hands of, 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 of several uh, white men who were uh, using yes. the power that this culture that is America gave them over you. What is your version of what happened that day? Okay. So um, I want to, though, I'm going to tell you that I want to go back and say the power, satanic, all of that, um, what I do believe, uh, there's a bunch of, there's so much of that we do not understand. But what I think is, I do not believe everything happens for a reason. I don't. But I do believe that energy can be shifted and changed and turned in different directions. And I think there are a lot of people who, um, and, and specifically, uh, I think there are a lot of people who utilize cults. It's almost like the condensation of power over, not celebration and joy. It can come out of fear of trying to protect. It can come out of trying to have power over. And there can also be just this amazing celebration of life, which is what the trees are to Ruby. That's what nature is to me. It is that connection. So, um, but what happened to me going to that? Um, Yes. um, I, um, would you like me to tell it from my point of view? Well, yeah, you can. It's a tough, tough thing because I'm still in the middle of it. It's not over. I still have a, a court case that that is um, hanging, looming, floating around that I am going to have to deal with. 
but um yeah go ahead well, you can you tell know, it, it, this I, thing I, that I, came yeah. to everybody's mind this year is the karen which turned into the karen act in california which <laughs> gavin newsom signed sometime in the last few weeks ab 1775 i think it is <clears throat> and it is this idea of uh people who uh, have the complexion for the protection weaponizing that to harm uh, people of color for just living and breathing while being of color, uh, using the 911 system, the law enforcement system to uh, weaponize their, their whiteness and risk people's lives. And so uh, I was witness to that when our class was interrupted and I could hear you on the phone uh, talking about the fact that your house was now surrounded by police. And then a phone call came in and the police uh, were on the phone and um, asking you if that was your car and asking you to come outside and stand by your car. And uh, my terror, um, knowing all of the women who've been killed by the police, um, and worrying that I was going to actually witness that happen that day with you. Right. And what I want to say is the work that you've done, you've literally been with mothers of, uh, of these young black women who have been killed. So I know that moment for you was uh, all of us. Let's talk about you. <laughs> okay. 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 okay, okay, okay. Just have an hour okay. on me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> All right. You are fascinating, Tanya. I'm going to interview you at some point. I really am. I don't know when I'm going to do it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, the, the gentleman, um, uh, I rent from him. I have a home that I rent from him and he wanted to enter the home. Um, and uh, I said no. And, and there's uh, when a landlord wants to enter, they have to give a certain kind of written notice, and it has to be four hours. And yeah. none of those procedures were followed. None of those things were done. And I'm just going to tell the truth of what it is because it's hard to tell the story without telling the full truth. And that is that I'm a writer, and I have a book that was late. And then they moved the book uh, publication to next year. So financially, I was taking advantage of the rent moratorium in Los Angeles. And so uh, he didn't like that, even though it's the law of the land. You know, it, it is allowed here. So he came to the door. He came. I opened the door. I was in the middle of teaching Zoom, middle of teaching a Zoom class. He opened the door and uh, I mean, I opened the door and he was there with there were about four white men with him. I'd never seen these guys. And I said, you know, I'm teaching. And they wanted to know, well, when are you finished teaching? I said, 15 minutes. And so I went back to and closed the door. I said, you can't come in and finish teaching and then the, I asked you and uh, Frankie and Chico to stay on. Then the door went like big slam on the door. Again, didn't answer. And then we get a call 
you know, I get this call from the police and he's saying, um, you know, uh, what's going on in there? And I said, well, I don't know. I didn't even know it was a policeman. And, uh, or no, he did tell me it was a police officer. And, um, and then he said, you know, uh, your landlord said you pulled a gun on him and we take that kind of thing seriously. And I, I wrote an essay, which I am rewriting now since the bill was signed and is now uh, in force in California. But um, I just remember just screaming, he lied and falling back on the, uh, falling back on the chair. Uh, I say it's the cat's chair because I've given that chair to the cat and I never sit on that chair, but I sat on the chair and I remember you all were saying, don't, you know, don't talk on the phone, get off of the phone. And I, there was a part of me that just felt like if I could just explain to them, if I could just tell them, certainly they're not going to think this about me. This is a lie, but I, I don't remember. I mean, I've experienced a lot of fear in my life, but I do not remember. Um, I, I, I knew it was a possibility, Tanya, but I, not really, not in my body. I thought somehow I'd worked it out that I could avoid, you know, I mean, sure, if there's a cop behind me driving, there's always that fear. You live with that. As a black person. No, no, I'm saying as a black person. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's be clear. I can just hear the siren and I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's a knee jerk and it's always been that way. But my parameter has always been, okay, I could be driving down the street. The cop could pull me over. That's what I'm thinking. Never in a million years could I have imagined that I would be in my home teaching a class and a man would lie to police and tell them I had a gun. I mean, and do you have a gun? Do you have a gun? I never could. I do not have a gun. I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never owned a gun. I do not have a gun. I don't know how to shoot a gun. I am scared of guns. Guns terrify me. My stepfather had a gun and I was just, that thing just always scared the shit out of me. I never have had a gun. And so this idea of, of me pulling a gun and, and the fact, and, and then the police, you know, were like, well, is this your, uh, black SUV. I don't know if he said Lexus SUV. I don't know what he said. Is this your SUV? Um, and I said, yes. He said, well, could you uh, come and stand by the car? And I just said, no, no, I am not going to stand by the car. I am not coming out. 
I am not stepping out of this door. I don't care what happens. I, I mean, I thought if they are going to break in here, they can do that. But I am not taking my black foot outside of this door and stepping outside into the line of fire. And I found out later, my neighbor told me there were nine police cars here. Nine. Entitlement to and, think that, uh, that, that he, he felt quite comfortable calling the police, making this claim, knowing they would show up, that nine police officers are at your door, you're a single woman, that it's going to take that much force. How many other things are going on in the world where people actually are in need of some help that they can't get it because everybody's at your house like, you know, this is a military siege. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, it is. I mean, that it whenever I get into, um, you, you know, I am and you, you know this about me, Tanya. I am the kind of person that I always just feel responsible for people. And I'm worried, you know, I go out of my way to, you know, just yeah. make a lot sure of, everybody's you know, a lot okay. of guilt because we as but, black women and we're mothers, we get blamed for everything. We even have the right to feel trauma. The first place we go is what did I do? And the fact is in that moment, what you did is frustrated the will of a white man. And in America, when any white person, man or woman's will is frustrated, they can weaponize the police and threaten your life and cost you your life. Yes. And that's what I want to say in, in a way it was, I mean, there is no gift in this, but this is what I will say is this is one instance where I can go, well, I certainly could not be responsible for this. I have no gun. I've never pulled a gun on anyone. And uh, I think the fact that, that, he felt the entitlement to do that. It's still just fucking with me. I mean, I am, it is, I am still. And I know I'm talking to you that you felt like, well, maybe it was some karma. It may, you didn't do it this time, but maybe you did something in your life sometime. And like, they did something and what's happened to them now is from something in the past. They just feel that there's no wrong they can do that. They're so, 
anointed and chosen by God and so superior that what they do is just good and right. Yeah, that's really true. Yep, that is definitely the opposite of that. And it really is so much about being a Black woman. It's about being a woman and being told you're responsible for men's sexuality. You're responsible what you wear, what you do. You are suddenly, whatever any man does, you are responsible. It is your fault. Please let me lay that fault at your doorstep as a black woman. Oh my Lord, the things that have happened after this, it has, uh, I I remember talking to uh, one woman who has been a real guide for me and a real mentor. And um, she, she's the only person who asked this. Oh, except another white person asked this. I was like, well, did, did you pull a, did, did you pull a gun on them? I've known this woman for like 25 years. Look, honey, I know white people throw away, throw away all the relationship for us. We get she, no benefit of the doubt, no matter how long they've known us. I've had so many of them. But this is what I'm saying. This woman has known me forever. She knows me. So nobody, no, and believe me, there are other white people in my life they did not say that. So, and there are people I've known the same amount of time, but this woman said that. And then when I said I had a problem with it, she said, um, you know, I told her that then the next time we talked, she was very upset with me. Very, very upset. And she said, you know, it just really upsets me that you would think that I would be racist. You would think I would be racist. I don't see color. You've known me, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought about the book White Fragility and and not seeing color and what it means to not see color. You know, um, then are you not seeing me because I do have a color, you know, but it's beyond that. And why are you going to get a tan if you don't see color? What what are you sitting in the sun for? You don't see color. What? Does- yeah, <laughs> but the but the thing that was, I think, the really, really, really challenging um, part about that is, she said, "Well, your family's educated, aren't they? I mean, you don't really experience." And I just remember, uh, just um, yeah, that that was a tough one, and I've had other conversations where uh, family doesn't, you know, they don't, some people don't want me talking about this because, you know, you've always got to look good. You don't want to appear that there's any, you know, unbalance or anything going on in your life. And, um, but uh, yeah, imbalance going on in your life. So it's, it's this idea that everything, you just always have to have a wonderful face forward. But it really has forward been, when the police were just uh, there and almost killed me. Oh yeah, I had a good day today. Mm-hmm. So now I have a hearing on I'll Wednesday. Where, I want to say um, that for me, watching you, you know, I, it was almost the same quality of how I'm listening to you talk about it, which is this kind of uh, dissociative thing. I'm watching 
I'm in terror. I'm thinking yeah. any minute I'm going to watch my friend die the way I've watched so many people be killed by the police on TV. And you are thinking you can talk your way out of it. I'm a, I'm an author. I'm an Oprah bookseller. And I'm like, they don't care. You just another nigga. And, and you. <laughs> I know I did. I, I launched into my thing about, Oh, I'm a New York times bestselling author. You don't want to kill me because, you know, maybe somebody would sue you if I, you know, somebody might have the ability to, I know Oprah, you, she could just, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. And what was difficult was that was, uh, th there's two things. One, there is still a part of me that, that is still dissociate, that, that I, I still have dissociation around this event. So talking about it, I do step out of it. A little bit. I still it's do. Even it's too painful. You in were just moment. That day. You were close to death that day. Painful. I felt it. I, 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 we all tried to write about it, and yeah. it was just so upsetting. I, 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 I couldn't write about it. It took me. It. I started to write, and it took me out for a day. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. Because I, I wrote about it, and by the time I finished the essay, the vote was like. I mean, not the vote, but the 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 bill would have either been signed into law uh, like the very next day. And so now I'm rewriting it. But it is. It's so hard. So, so, so hard to write about. I do want to say um, that in the face of all of this and all of the pain that I have uh some of which, you know, some I felt and some that I felt and some that I have not. Um, there is still this part of me, I realized it's like there's this secret. And that secret, Tanya, is that I still have hope. I don't know if it's that I have hope in the system, okay? But I have hope. Um I have hope in a variety of things. One, I have hope that this can go. I see your face, but I have hope that this can. I, I can. I don't have any hope because I, I read that bill and there is no punishment case. for these people. It was like $50,500. There is no, well, that's not, no consequence. No, 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 no consequence. Okay, no, this is what I know from my last white no. husband. Risk reward no, is how white people look at shit. What's the risk? What's the reward? Oh, it's going to cost me $500 to have that nigga put in jail or they get killed. It's worth it. Okay, but listen to this. Listen to this, okay? I read the... Um, I, so this is the, the kind of fucked up thing about talking about hope is that it makes you seem like, oh, like I'm some old fae, which is what my father would call. Oh, you just you just believing in this person saving you or that. And that's not what this is about. Uh, it's not what this is about at all. It is that I have hope and faith in my own resources, my own ability to stand tall and to speak truth. I have faith and hope in the fact that I have women 
around me who strengthen me and and make me a better person, make me a stronger person, who see me and that therefore I am better able to see myself. And I do believe, I don't know what it's going to take, but I do believe, I do believe that the arc of history bends towards, will one day bend towards justice. I do, Tanya. I do. That is my secret. And I don't, I don't believe that it is a weakness. However, I think that the rage and the anger that I have and that I feel is something that I have never felt in my life. And I am not dependent upon anyone else to fix it. I am not dependent upon anyone else to fix it, but I do believe that. um, Yeah. I do believe that justice can prevail. Well, I, I do perfect place to, now, to uh, conclude this conversation. I want to thank you for uh, joining me today, Cynthia Bond, author of Ruby and sharing with us your secrets and writing and your beautiful work. And I encourage everyone to go out and read this extraordinary novel and to be ready for book two. Um, and uh, we're going to have a follow-up, podcast uh, about this uh, event from the three women who were on Zoom living it while it was happening. My name is Tanya Pinkins, and you are listening to the Broadway Podcast Network, my show, You Can't Say That. Uh, We're going to be starting a special series called Spotlight, where we talk about uh, the red pilling of America, inspired by my movie, Red Pill. So join us for that and come back for the part two of um, why we need Karen acts all over America. Thanks for listening to You Can't Say That, the show where you can. I'm Tanya Pinkins. This is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Derek Gunther, music by Anthony Norman. Available wherever you get your podcast, And visit me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about. For more information, visit bpn.fm forward slash YCST. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.